Welcome back, everybody. It is week seven for the fantasy football sackos. We got waiver advice plus fab coming in hot. Uh, yeah, I hope everybody's uh, doing well. Had a good week six on to what will be the uh, one of, if not the worst bye weeks of the season. I know I have to get creative with my team this week. So we'll talk a little bit more about that and some moves you can make to try and put yourself ahead and not suffer through bye week hell. We ready? Jason, I'd, I'd like to address the swirling rumors over the last 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you're listening to this. Are you pregnant? No, I'm not. Um, Emails get leaked? Nope. Okay. Well, what is it? People have been texting me and asking who owns the fantasy football sackos. And I want to dispel all rumors that me and Jason do in fact own the fantasy football sackos and Aaron Rodgers does not own the fantasy football sackos. Yes, we are Bears fans and he thinks he owns us, but he does not own us. He sucks. That's what he does. The only way that Aaron Rodgers owns us is in the same way that Packers shareholders own the Packers. They don't. They don't own the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't own us either. Packer fans hate Aaron Rodgers. They hate him. No, they, they don't. Him. Yes, they do. They wanted him gone. They were ready to move on to Jordan Love. They don't appreciate one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. They want him to go away. And all Aaron Rodgers does is he wants to be loved by his fans and they don't love him. So the only way that he could get the Packer fans to love him is by dissing Chicago fans. That's the only way that he could do it. He's so used to being disliked that we actually own Aaron Rodgers. Us, the Bears fans own Aaron Rodgers because he loves us because we actually treat him the way that he wants to be treated by us. We hate him. We give him what he wants. Packer fans don't give him what he wants because they don't like him. So that's all I'm saying. I just, just wanted to address the rumors before we started week seven. Then explain your stupid fucking jersey you got going on here. I'm wearing a Favre jersey because he's better than Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm wearing a Favre jersey. Favre threw the more Bears, picks than he did. The Bears still suck. And so does Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers doesn't suck. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't care. Okay. I hate him. I hate every single thing about him. I hate that stupid belt strike that I knew was coming. Him yelling, I own you. Ugh, son of a bitch. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I got pretty oh. I I got pretty heated watching the game on Sunday and I was watching it with Packer fans. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah, Packer fans are seriously the worst. And um Yeah, and I got I got pretty pretty upset just cuz he's he was so obnoxious. And everything this offseason 
he's just Packer fans. Packer fans were ready to move on from him. They, I, they preferred to see Jordan. They don't they don't appreciate it. They, well, they would, just don't. I would prefer to see Jordan Love because he's going to lead the league in picks. But uh, just like he did the FBS when he played in college football and they still drafted wait. him at the first. Like it's I'm, I don't care. Whatever. Aaron Rodgers, you know, go around your have your final victory lap. Lose in the NFC Championship game again, and then right off into your Hawaiian sunset, and you know, put your little top knot on and get on the airplane. See you later. You Screw know? you, Aaron Rodgers. All right, this is this is going on way too long. We got to get into this. Let's go. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Week seven fantasy football waivers. That's right, coming at ya. Now, Ooh. what a week six it was. I think it was some up and downs, a lot of downs in the receiving department, especially, at least in my book. Um, and honestly, between bye week Armageddon and it's gonna be bad, and all of the injuries, I'm just not excited to try and fill some of these holes, but you know what we're going to do? We've already done the legwork. We're going to help you guys fill the holes in your leagues. So we have six teams on buys loaded with six of the top 25 fantasy scores prior to week six so far, including the bills, Cowboys, chargers, Jaguars, Vikings, and Steelers. Like see you later, Josh Allen. See you later, Dak and company. No, Herbert. It's easier to list who is playing. That's just stupid. Why would the NFL ever do that? What? Why isn't there just a limit of four? Like, why? Why you got to go more than that? I don't know. And then you lose. I mean, you lose a bunch of guys too again this week. Kareem Hunt goes out with an injury. Chubb's already out with a calf. Uh, Antonio Gibson doesn't finish his game. Lat Murray goes out. It's just blah. A bunch of blah. I just I can't wait. I'm not really, to be confused with David Blau and his Blau balls. I'm really <laughs> jacked up. Let me tell you to give you waiver wire advice on Le'Veon Bell and Zach Ertz, who was finally traded. And uh, it's just yeah, we're we're diving deep on these today. So once we get past the injuries, it gets real shallow real quick. It's true. And don't pick up Le'Veon Bell. There's there's the advice. <laughs> All right. Um, man, you know what? I need some quarterback help. So I'm going good, to. Good luck. I'm going to actually. Because <laughs> I have Josh Allen on a bye. So who who can people stream this week? Um, Tua. I, all right, all these guys, I'm putting like one dollar on if I want, if I have a preference. But like these are all zero dollar quarterback streamers. Zero. Tua threw for three thirty and two scores. Uh, he also had twenty rushing yards. I mean, he has Atlanta next week, so I think that that's doable in a pinch. Went through for two twenty and two scores uh, against the Texans. Um, he does have the Niners though, which is not great. Uh, but after that, he has the Titans, Jets, and Jags. So 
think about it, maybe. Justin Fields scored a whopping 13 fantasy points, uh, but it was the most in any game this season. Uh, he did have 175 yards and a score to go with his interception. Um, he does play the Bucks, though, who are basically starting high school graduates in street clothes at, <laughs> at cornerback right now. It's true. So if there was a week where Justin Fields could pull off 250 and a score or two scores, I think it's this week. Um, I don't that's have the only that's the only chance the Bears have of doing anything is if Justin Fields does that. <laughs> They're not gonna be able to run the ball. So no, they, no, they won't. You're right. They they won't be able to run the ball. So the only way that they're going to do anything is by passing. Again, they have no cornerbacks, no secondary at all. So it's probably going to be a Darnell Mooney week because um, Allen Robinson is on milk carton somewhere. But I just think that of I would prefer Fields just for the upside of the matchup only. Even though I think the Bears get crushed. Yeah, I think he could have a rushing score if they somehow got close, but. Yep. Um, the extra two points in most leagues made me think about it. Uh, the one guy, what I would say is check waiver wires. I prefer him over all of these guys next week. That's Ryan Tannehill going up oh, against man. I know. Guy. I know. Oh man. And, uh, you know, I wasn't as high on him this year and he's quarterback 21 right now, but he does have Kansas city at home. So you got to think he's going to have to pass. They're going to have to pass to stay in that game. They're at Derrick home. Derrick Henry might carry the ball 55 times. <laughs> but I'm just saying, maybe Tannehill is not the worst. Like, you could do worse than Ryan Tannehill. Um, so, yeah. that's. Is there anybody else you even want to mention? I think that's four dudes that Yeah, the, the only other thing I could... The only thing other thing that I could possibly mention to you, and you're gonna you're gonna hate this more than anything, which oh is why I'm which is why I'm saying it. Um Carson Wentz does have two two oh, touchdown passes. Oh, did you? I my my headphones died. So um I my my apologies. But yeah, I like Carson Wentz. Two touchdowns each of the last three games. Um not a great matchup though against the Niners. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, now for the meat, if you will, that was the appetizer. Let's move on to the main course running back. That's what everybody cares about. And frankly, that's what everybody's dealing with at this point. Um, do you, can it, can I ask a weird question? Do you wish that you would have just gone on zero RB to start the year? And with, with how many injuries they are, I know we're coming up on week seven now, but with how many injuries there have been, it, would you ever think about just saying screw it and just waiting for injuries? Cause they clearly happen. Yeah. I mean, all these running back injuries really demonstrate why everybody should have gone zero RB and simply drafted Calvin Ridley bust AJ Brown bust <laughs> Allen Robinson bust and Brandon Ayuk bust to start your fantasy draft. That would have been excellent. Uh, that information from Ian Harditz uh, in the same sarcastic tweet that basically read my mind. I mean, yeah, sure. There's a ton of running back injuries, but like, imagine if you started Ridley, AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, Brandon Ayuk, like shoot me in the face. You'd, you'd be averaging like 15 points a week yeah. between all four of them. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, you could probably put Amari in there because after his first week, he's got to be in like the fifties. 
as far as yeah, he hasn't been great. No, single digits, just so no, 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 no. Uh, honestly, though, you know what I'm thinking? You know what it makes me think and believe in? I like, I like the younger running backs. I think that they hold up more, less wear and tear on the tires. They're not suffering all the injuries that all these other dudes are. Unless they're Derrick Henry, but yes. Yeah, unless they're Derrick Henry. But like Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, they're like invincible. So maybe Mm -hmm. those are just the two guys that I'm like cherry picking because I know Antonio Gibson is in his year two and he's hurt. And so and and we're we're recording this during Monday Night Football. So if Derrick Henry gets hurt, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're the you're the bad <laughs> I'm really sorry. Oh man. But I mean what a what a week to try and try and make some fill in plays here. Um Yeah. We already talked about the Kareem Hunt injury, or well, we at least mentioned it. So he was carted off the game and we think headed towards injured reserve with his own calf injury. Um, are you running out to add to Ernest Johnson or Demetric Felton? Do I have to? (laughs) I actually do because I only have two running backs in our league of record and it's Najee and Joe Mixon. Um, so and Najee's on by. And Najee's on by. Right. And so I'm probably hopping on the, the Dernest train. But he didn't really do anything when <laughs> they were they were out of the game anyway, and more passing. Um, I mean, Dernis was a fine fill-in for a couple games last year, but nothing to like, nothing to really write home about, right? So, of everybody, you're you're looking for a one-week hit as long as Chubb doesn't come back, which the assumption is is that he's not. I mean. I don't know who a better shot in the dark would be. Uh, Last year against Dallas, he had 13 carries for 95 yards. Um, Follow that up with eight for 32 against Indianapolis. And that's about it. Um, So, I mean, you don't really have anything else to base it on. If he's the guy um, and you're desperate because everybody's on by and or you guys have injuries? I I don't know. Is this a 10, 10% play just for, to get you through one week? No. It's, it's literally one week. I think people are going to bid more than that. I really do. You think so? For one week? Dude, I'm 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 scanning the various advices putting being put around the internet. I I'm seeing 30 to 40% for Ernest Johnson. I I mean, Denver's not uh, Denver on a short week. I'm I'm seeing recommendations of thirty to forty percent for Ernest Johnson. Cleveland was without both of its starting tackles this week. Yeah, and it's a short week. They couldn't do anything. And the schedule ahead is Denver, Pittsburgh, at Cincinnati, at New England. That's not great. And yeah, so like that's what you're filling in with, and it's Ernest Johnson, who's the third back on that team. So, I mean, you have to start somebody. That's not who I would go after, though. 
Um, uh, you, for the record, you would not prefer Demetric Felton. No, no. Yeah, of, I don't of the want, two, I don't really want either. If I'm being honest, I mean they don't have either starting tackle. Man's or not Manzel, uh, duh. Baker, uh, Johnny Manzel. Right there's a thought. They're bringing him back to run him into the line ten times. Baker's hurt. It's true. I mean, it's all bad for Cleveland right now. It is bad. So honestly, I'm thinking they kind of might just mail it in here. This is like the do or die part of the season. We're gonna stiffen up or bend over, and they Uh-oh. they are leaning at the moment. If somebody wants to bid 30 to 40% onto Ernest Johnson for one week, maybe two, by all means, let them do so. I would yeah. never do that. Yeah, that's what the uh, recommendations are. Um, so, yeah. There's- is, is, is that assumption that Chubb is never coming back and neither is Hunt? No, I mean, they're just calf injuries, but they're just saying that, it, it, that for the next few weeks, it looks like both might be out. I mean, Hunt was carted off. Yeah, Hunt, I'm assuming, is not coming back for a long while. But, I mean, Nick Chubb is... Not, he's not, like, terrible. He, no, he's not ruled out yet for week seven, so... Yeah. Stefanski said he's progressing. Whatever that right. means. Even though it does say on ESPN they, they think it's going to keep him sidelined four to six weeks... So, I mean, if that's the case and he's going to be out for a Why wouldn't month, they put him on IR? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the same thing with McCaffrey, right? The reason why they didn't put him on IR is because they didn't expect him to be out three weeks. And then, of course, he hurt himself again. But that's exactly my thinking is if, if you went on, on <laughs> IR, then yeah, Felton's maybe Felton or Johnson are worth a little bit more. But, like, no way. Mm-hmm. I agree. I wouldn't go more than 15% um, for him. Um, and you're holding him the whole time, just waiting for Chubb to come back. Like you're going to have yeah. to be around every Sunday waiting to see if Chubb's, if Chubb is active or out. And if he's active, you're not going to play him. And then he's basically droppable. Right. Um, but one quarterback we forgot is actually Jameis Winston available in about two thirds of leagues. Um, eh. I mean, coming back off the bye, they get like 10 starters back <laughs> after their bye week, including Michael Thomas. Uh, the week seven matchup is also Seattle. And then you have Tampa, Atlanta, Tennessee. So I just, I think it could be a nice That's little actually, stretch. Yeah. Yeah. And, for passing and some, and some, uh, you know, cheese puff matchups. Plus you get Michael Thomas back uh, I think Jameis could be serviceable, especially if you have Josh Allen or Dak on by. Yeah, they they think uh, Michael Thomas is going to be out a couple more weeks, unfortunately. Ooh. So that so that that limits his upside uh, considerably where they're, they're not expecting him to be back for, for two to three more weeks at least. And then at that point, you start getting into how much does he hate the Saints and is he just not going to show up or really baby his way depending on on what their record looks like so with with him being out another couple weeks at least and i was so i tried to follow my own own advice last week and tried for michael tried to trade for michael thomas including offering deontay johnson for him 
um, and Corey Davis and you and, offered yeah. Deontay Johnson for him. I did. Yeah. Oh, he got turned down. Oh, thank God for you. I know. Right. I'm very, very, very happy. Um, wow. and it's, yeah. And it, it was actually somebody that listens to this and that's why he turned me down. Cause I told him to, to not tr- like, you know, you want Michael Thomas, but that turns out that worked out well for me. No, um, I would hold on to all what I view top 15 guys over Michael Thomas. Deontay's 20. Well, Deontay was 20 with Juju. I would, I would, I was trying to trade for Deontay. Yeah. So, hey, got turned down. I'm good. But yeah, I, w- I would continue to try to, to get him, especially with the, the injury news saying he's going to be out a couple more weeks. Maybe his value is even lower and people are sick of waiting. Um, if so you have Michael Thomas, do you tr- make the trades now? No, I w- if I had him, I wouldn't give him up because I think he can win you leagues at the end. Yeah, his last. Uh, so starting in week 13 is Dallas at the Jets at Tampa Bay, Miami and Carolina at home. The last two weeks, those are fun. Yeah, Carolina has been proven pretty stiff, but yeah. Um. All right. Now. <sighs> somebody that. <laughs> Somebody that I'm surprised he's only available in as few leagues as he is, is Khalil Herbert. Um, He should be rostered pretty much everywhere. Um, Damian Williams missed week six because of COVID and Khalil Herbert had a day. So I just, I think that he should be there. If he's, I would, I would easily add him over to Ernest Johnson. Even against Tampa, he ran nineteen times for ninety-seven yards and a score. Yeah, but but against Tampa, I don't know. Maybe it's I mean, br- I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not great either. No, it's a brutal matchup. Uh, like Vita Vea is gonna like eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, then let's talk about somebody that you're excited for. Like, Do you have anybody? Mm, little snack. Ow. Um, so I, I I agree with you. Herbert should be rostered. I think this week is a rough matchup. And then if Damian Williams comes back, it's still hard to start him. Even oh, if Damian Williams comes back, I, yeah. Good luck. Yeah, it's it's gonna be brutal. But I do think you should add him. I think you should not bid more than five percent or even. I, I think that's even being aggressive, um, just because of matchup and Damian Williams coming back. Um. Did you want to talk about the Alex backfield uh, with Alex Collins and Rashad Penny and kind of what what that looks like? Because Alex Collins looked absolutely fantastic. He's rostered only 50.5% of ESPN leagues, but then he got dinged up. Yeah, luckily I was able to uh, involve him in a trade with the Chris Carson roster manager. Um, but I mean, 20 yards or 20 carries for 100 yards, like you said, and a score. He looks good. Like he he does not look yeah. like a backup running. Like he has still some zip from his Baltimore days. Um, Carol said that Collins has a shot to play week seven versus New Orleans on Monday night. But also, I mean, you can't just hold a guy all weekend on the off chance that he plays. Cause if he doesn't play, 
on a Monday night game, then what do you do? Unless you have Penny as well, who's coming off of uh, what the pup list. Um, yeah, so they're they're basically designating him to return from the pop. So he's going to start practicing, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play. Yeah, so then you got Travis Homer and DJ Dallas. Um, yeah, I, I just even and, if he's and active, I don't trust we, we we do not trust Pete Carroll running backs on this podcast with what Pete Carroll says because uh, I mean. I trust Chris Carson. I just don't trust the Pete Carroll coach speak. Correct. So hip and glute injuries could mean that he literally lost his butt or he doesn't have hip joints any longer. Like we don't know what that means coming from Pete Carroll. Yeah. Or he's, or he's just totally fine. Right. Yeah. It Pete Carroll will not give it up. So, um, do you do you think that Chris Carson's coming back to play again this year? Because I do not. Uh, a neck, a herniated neck. Herniated. Yeah. So Chris Carson has a herniated disc in his neck, and it's basically about pain tolerance. Um, T. Y. Hilton had the same injury. He had surgery to fuse the vertebrae in his neck, um, and Chris Carson. I guess could very well end up having the same procedure depending on all things and how it goes and his personal pain tolerance. Um, but he hasn't been able to play. I mean, I feel like I feel like a running back is a little bit different from a wide receiver. I think it's the way he plays. If he comes back at all, it is after their bye week and week 10 against green Bay. I think that this is the let's put him on by, send him out for the three games, get him to or put him on IR, get him to the bye, see if he's okay to come back after the bye. If they go out and lose the next five games or four, you know, in the meantime, then the same they're going to ask the same question about Chris Carson that they're going to ask about Russell Wilson later on. You know, if they if they lose out, why bring those dudes back? Well, I mean, Russell can just continue to run the hurry up offense on a field by himself for the cameras, even if they're not going to put him back into play. <laughs> he'll he'll keep himself busy. <laughs> Did you see what he yelled at that receiver? To, so dumb. And he was on the field yelling at the guy. Oh, oh yeah. At the end of the game. Night, God, yeah, at the end of the have game. you ever seen a player go out and call a coin toss who's on IR? Like, uh, not surprised. He went out there for the overtime coin toss. If there was anybody that would, it wouldn't surprise me that it was Russ Wilson. Yeah. Where's the red light? Oh, Russ. <laughs> um. So I I do not. <laughs> so how much are you Seahawks? How much are you bidding on I, Alex Collins? I'm assuming that he's going to be fine. I think that if you make the assumption that Chris Carson's not coming back, which I think you can safely make. And even if he does come back, I still think Alex Collins is going to be in some sort of a timeshare with Chris Carson. And he could come back and re-injure it and be out again. Right. Um, It's a neck injury. The guy runs upright and leads with his face. (laughs) He puts his face through people. He does not juke. No, he doesn't. Um, 
So 20 carries against Pittsburgh and that game was brutally physical. Yes. Like they were smashing each other. Um, and if you're desperate at smash and if you're very desperate at running back, I, I do think Collins is worth a, a 20 plus percent bid um, just to get him on your roster, assuming that he's going to play on Monday and then the following week is against Jacksonville, which is a great matchup. Um, the Their schedule actually isn't terrible. At Green Bay, uh, Arizona is, is okay. Uh, at Washington, San Francisco at Houston, and then the playoff schedule is at the Rams, home against Chicago at Detroit. Um, so that, that week 17 for title week is, uh, is very nice if, if you can get there after the Rams in Chicago. If you can get there. Yeah, I believe on the 20 to 30% for Alex Collins. I actually like him more than I, maybe most of these other guys, I guess. If, yeah, Carson, and if somehow Carson misses forever. Right. And, and Rashad Penny, uh, neither of us really trust him to ever stay healthy. It, it would not be surprising to see him come back at some point and then not even make it through the game. No. That's, that's just kind of how he is. So. No, it would not. Now, again, in injury news, another injury um, happened sort of towards the end of the Ravens game, but Latavius Murray left uh, the game Sunday's game against the Chargers with an ankle injury, did not return. Uh, he, pre- prior to leaving, had nine carries for 44 yards and a score. To go along with two catches for 12 yards. Um, Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell both did well. They did. You looking to add either of those guys? You looking to, you think Le'Veon Bell has a chance to take the job? <laughs> Is Le'Veon Bell a fantasy superstar? Uh, five years ago, yes. He was fantastic. You don't think he's relevant um, again? We talked about this backfield, I think even after we were done recording and you called Latavius Murray a a roster bomb. Is that what you called him last week? Yes, I did. I called him a roster bomb. Do you want me to explain what I think that is? Please go ahead. So roster bombs are basically, I don't know, clog, whatever. He's an obstacle on the roster. On your fantasy roster. Um, you think about starting him every week. Yeah. And he scores less than 10 points damn near every week. But he has this upside of this mythical upside of being able to put up 20 to 30 fantasy points if everything goes right. And you just can't cut him. You can't bring yourself to cut him. And you also can't bring yourself to start him uh, <laughs> because you probably did a couple times and it didn't go great. And so you and then, just. And then the other couple times you left him on your bench. He scored more people than you started. Well, he's yeah, he could have, but Lat Murray could've. hasn't even really done that. Um, True. Lat Murray's weekly scoring is nine points, nine and a half points, three points, twelve points, four points, twelve and a half points. Uh, has not gone over sixty rushing yards in any game. Has gone over fifty rushing yards once, and I drafted him thinking that he solved my very, very thin running back issues. 
And uh, I got tired of watching him put up less than 60 yards, even though he's featured Um, like against Detroit when he had seven rushes for 28 yards. If you can't run against Detroit, you can't run against anybody and you might just be washed. So what did I do? I dropped the roster bomb. He's a hot potato and I let somebody else go on and scoop him up and he can sit there and somebody else can hate, um, hate themselves and whether or not they want to pick him up and start him every week. Because I think that's all that Murray is. I think that after you lost the Gus Bus and J.K. Dobbins, the running back is Lamar. It's Lamar. So, Do you feel the same way about Freeman and Love Bell? Oh, man. If either of those guys could play, I think it's Love Bell. And I think it takes him a couple weeks to get his legs under him. Just be, I mean, at his peak, he was head and shoulders above Devonta, um, who really popped for one season. It's true. And so I would, if I had to gun to my head, if I had to pick one, I would pick Lev Bell. But I, yeah, I'm, they they both had a goal line carry. Um, and see, that's it. It could just weekend. be a split. It could just be some gross split. Yeah. I mean, Love, uh, Love had eight carries for 18 yards, averaged 2.3 right. yards. 2.3 yards I mean, per carry. Like, Free, Freeman was considerably better than that um, at uh, nine carries for 53 yards. Okay. So six yards per carry. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they got Cincinnati this week at home. Um, I, I don't want either. I, I wouldn't. I. Yeah, I mean, if you're desperate, I would probably take Freeman over Bell for this week. Yeah, but it's, then it's this week and a bye, and how serious was the Lat Murray? Uh, just what, gotta, just gotta get through the bye week. Like, like if you're, it would be a one week rental, week, and you would drop them probably. I after. would rather have Freeman than Bell. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Zero zero bid. I don't think you need to spend any fab on it. Um, that that's who I would go with. A potential multi-week ad. Tell me what you think about Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots. Um, um yeah, we've definitely talked about him on here before, right? Even before yeah. the season started, where we thought, you know, we loved um Damien Harris. But I mean, Stevenson, 23 yards touchdown this week. Uh, he was in the doghouse after fumbling earlier in the season. Um, three catches, 39 yards this week. Um, had a rushing touchdown against Dallas. Got the Jets this week. Jets aren't good. Although their their running defense is actually uh, above average. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would not trust um, a rookie running back. Um, for Bill Belichick until it's clear that he's the guy and he's not. So I, I think you're going to look at him and be like, Ooh, I added him and he did nothing this week. That's, that's my guess. Yeah. Um, the Patriots did turn to Stevenson on the goal line, uh, for a short touchdown as one of his five rushes, which I thought was intriguing. Uh, also, the three targets, three catches, 39 yards. Um, I mean, Damian Harris is never going to have the passing down work. 
Um, maybe Brandon Bolden is put out to pasture. Um, I think that's the ideal role that Brandon, uh, that uh, Ramondre is looking at. Is the yeah, Bolden, Bolden had 11 snaps. Harris was on the field for 26, and Ramondre Stevenson was 18. Yeah, so if they put Bolden further out of the picture and bring Ramondre on, I mean, Damian Harris has hurt ribs right now. I, he's didn't get through last season healthy. Maybe there's a chance for Ramondre to get some playing time. Um, I think he's a better multi-week ad than either Le'Veon Bell or Devonta Freeman, who we just got done talking about. Ahead on the schedule for the Patriots are, again, the Jets, but then at uh, the Chargers, at Carolina, Cleveland, at home, at Atlanta, Tennessee at home, and at Buffalo before the week 14 bye, which is just disgusting. Um, (laughs) If you're real desperate, I mean, there's six teams on a bye, and it's like there's six teams on a bye. You have Zeke on a bye, and if you have... I don't know, Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb or Antonio Gibson or Christian McCaffrey who can't play or I mean, there's a litany of dudes that are hurt right now and you take away 16 Montgomery Clyde Uh, keep on going. So I'm just he could be a decent ad. Um, I you know what I will say? I think there's going to be some 90 point wins in fantasy football this week. (laughs) (laughs) I think just take the L right. I mean, Uh, you, you wouldn't drop anybody of importance to try to win a week. You would rather just, just get smoked and move on. Yeah. I, uh, I am definitely going to, well, I don't know if I'll get smoked. Um, because I, the who the people that I have playing are still very good um, with Fournette and Jonathan Taylor being the top two scoring running back so far this week. But everybody else, I mean, I have the bills on the buy and I start three bill, three bills players every week. So next week's going to hurt. I'm debating on whether or not to play with the defense or whether or not to play with the kicker um, because I don't want to drop bench guys either. So yeah, I have the, <laughs> I know everybody loves to hear us talk about our fantasy team. So just real quick, I have Dak and Cooper on a bye and a 10 teamer with Tyler Bass, Deontay Johnson, uh, and James Robinson uh, is also on a bye this week. Um, so I'm just, I'm just going to get smoked. Yeah, buddy. Bad. Ow! Oh my God! Ah! It's a bloodbath in here. There's got to be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny more safe than this. And that's what I said. <clears throat> that's what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by more than 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off. Plus free shipping with the code SACOS. That's right, SACO fans. We have our own little code going on. Use code SACOS. Get 20% off and free shipping worldwide when you go to manscaped.com. Uh, also, what I will say, the spooky season is here and Manscaped is ready to get you set. 
Starting with their Lawnmower 4.0, the fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks (laughs) to their advanced skin safe technology. And uh, if there was one other product that I could recommend besides the Lawnmower 4.0, it would be the Weed Whacker. The nose and ear hair trimmer is where is here to whack your weeds and any goblins that come your way. Both lawnmower and weed whacker are waterproof, baby. That's right. Sink them in your cauldron. Get them all clean and bubbly. And then uh, just just, you know, take out the goblins, but make sure you don't hurt the lawn gnome. so wonderful every time and i sent you i sent you the text message from my friend who said i don't know if i can ever hear i hold on what was it i don't know if i can keep listening to jason use the term dagger um (laughs) but there it was again this week uh could not recommend the lawnmower 4.0 enough Uh, again go to manscaped.com use the promo code sackos 20 percent off your order and free shipping worldwide. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with Manscaped. <laughs> Treat your testies the besties. With a dagger. <laughs> Sounds like a basketball announcer. Uh, just fantastical things. All right, let's move on. We got some other ads here. Let's talk about maybe a tight end for once. What about what? What about Ricky Seals Jones for the Washington football team? Um, does he need to be put on rosters after his uh, little display? A solid five for forty-one stat line. Yeah, uh, I feel 20. like I feel like we do this every week with tight ends, where one of them explodes and they literally do nothing. He had a twenty percent target share. Okay. He, I mean, so we, we talked about David Njoku last week, Well, that week, was right? two weeks ago, actually. So he caught four of six targets for 58 and a score in Sunday's loss to the Chiefs. I mean... So isn't he exactly the same thing as David Njoku? Six he, targets this week, nine targets the week before. He's, he's Logan Thomas. He's in Logan, he's in Logan Thomas's role. He's at Green Bay who's in the top 10 in terms of points given up to the tight end position this week. So me being a Dawson Knox guy, also Dalton Schultz is on by. You got a couple buys. Yeah. You could could do a whole lot worse, right? I mean, Logan Thomas is out on IR, so it only makes sense that he's kind of stepping into the same shoes, right? In that offense. Yeah. Get you some RSJ. All right. I would not bid any money on. No, on God, no, you get him for free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's fine. That's actually not terrible. And we talked about Hunter Henry last week, too. Um, he, he's the only other tight end that I could even think about recommending. Um, and he had another serviceable showing with their short passing game. Um, caught both of his targets for a touchdown. He's got a touchdown three straight games. Um He's on the right home about, but he'll get you a couple points. Um, and again, they've got the Jets this week, and I think they're going to continue to do to use the short passing game. Uh, and Hunter Henry will have uh, an okay game. Um, 
he only had two for 42 in the first game against the Jets this year, but um, I'd expect him to be slightly better than that this week. Okay. I could see Hunter Henry continuing to blossom. Um, yeah. Mac Jones, I think I, I like, I'm excited to see what that offense looks like in like two years when, when Mac Jones is in year three instead of year one. When they actually trust him to do anything. Yeah. And like let him make audibles. Um, yeah. But one, not- one more, one, I was just going to say one more running back that we have not brought up is JD McKissick, uh, yeah. with Antonio, Antonio Gibson's, um, sporadic injury, which is another pain tolerance thing, right? Shin bone fracture, Fra- like practice on it, played through it last week. Couldn't get through it. Miss McKissick comes in. How much would you bid on JD McKissick if he's out there? I think he yeah, should so be added. Do you th- is he addable in 10 teamers or 12 teamers only? I think you can do 10. Um, Ron Rivera said that he had an MRI, did Gibson. Um, so you don't know what's going to come out of that MRI. Um, and so if, if Gibson's out, I mean, McKissick should be started in, in every league, honestly. Um so I would I would wait until tomorrow. Like so, obviously we're taping this on a Monday night. If he if it's announced that Gibson's out for any time, I think he'd be the biggest ad of the week. Uh, he's rostered in forty uh, what forty six percent of leagues, I believe. Um, so I, I I think he would be the number one waiver ad if Gibson's out. Yeah, it was a weird game for Gibson, too. I mean, he was obviously playing injured. Um, he was sidelined during the fourth quarter of the of the team's loss to the Chiefs. But he actually spent a lot of the game cycling in and out of the lineup. He rode the stationary bike and got treated throughout for his shin. So, I don't know. It doesn't I guess I, seem like it's going to be something that just goes away. No, but I also, I think there's a world where he keeps just playing through it and playing hurt. It seems like it's a pain tolerance thing. Um, but Ron Rivera did say that Gibson uh, is uh, underwent an MRI on his shin. So, yep. yeah. Who um, knows? Yeah, who I, I would just pay attention to that MRI. If he's going to be out, um, McKissick, I think he can go up to 30%. Um, because he's he's already, even when Gibson's playing, McKissick's still giving you something. And if Gibson's not going to play, then McKissick will be great. All right. Well, I I mean, there was a little bit of newsy stuff. It happened. That's right. Zach Ertz is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. Do we care? Is Zach Ertz think so. edible? Is he going to ever be fantasy relevant again? He's what, the fifth option on that offense from a passing perspective? I don't think he'll be the fifth forever. Is he going to get above the fourth? <laughs> like, maybe because of scheme and like being on the field. He'll yeah, see maybe. more snaps than Christian Kirk. Hey, Give some, give Christian Kirk some respect. Wide receiver twenty five. All right, fine. He'll see the the field more than AJ Green. 
I don't think that's right either. <clears throat> I, I, hey, if you had uh, Zach Ertz and you started him last week, great job by you. Um, he's worth a speculative ad to see if he goes off. Uh, Kyler Murray's never really had a tight end to throw to you. And how fast does he pick up on that offense? I don't know. But, I mean, Zach Ertz is going to be a reliable option underneath if their wide receivers are streaking down the field. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how him, Hopkins, Green, Moore, and Kirk are operating. And maybe they are running five wide receiver sets. Yep. All right. Now, I have a question for you. I don't have any other waiver guys. Do you? Is there any other sweet ads you have? Uh, we have not mentioned any wide receivers. Did you want me to run through a couple real quick? I mean. We, we've we talked about them every week. So here they are real quick. Uh, I guess so. Um, Came back. I mean, looks good. Four catches, 80 yards, and then got hurt and went out. So. Shocker. Uh, Paris Campbell got seriously hurt. So probably yep, not. He's gone. What about Darnell Mooney? That was going to be one of the guys. He's rostered 46% of leagues. Again, Tampa Bay has got a terrible uh, secondary if the Bears are going to move the ball at all. Um, and it seems like Darnell Mooney is the clear number one wide receiver in that offense, um, which is uh, statistically the worst passing offense in football. So he he's one guy. Um, Rashad Bateman came back, uh, led the team or tied for the team lead in targets. Uh, him and Mark Andrews both had six. He's rostered 14% of leagues. Uh, he was their rookie first round pick that underwent groin surgery and came back and out-targeted Hollywood Brown in his first week. So I think he should be added for nothing. Um, I already mentioned Christian Kirk, wide receiver 25 on the year. He's rostered in only 25% of leagues. Yeah, he seems like a boomer bust guy, but you can't argue with wide receiver 25. Um, and Tim Patrick, who we've mentioned every single week, he caught a touchdown this week. And until Jerry Judy comes back, he should be rostered in more leagues than he is, which is only at 41% of leagues. And he's currently wide receiver 30 on the year. I like Tim Patrick the most out of any of those dudes. I think he's like startable weekly, even outside of the bye week mania. He's yeah. so good. And he somehow always gets a touchdown. So yeah. bravo on you for bringing up some receivers. Thank you. So welcome. Um, so we are a little bit ahead of schedule par our normal re recording time. So why don't we just take a minute and talk about some dudes that I think could be potential roster bombs. Okay. And I want your opinion on whether or not you would drop them. First sure. off, first off, please don't say Odell Beckham. It'll hurt my feelings. Uh, he's one of them, but no, he was not first. <laughs> um, no. First off is somebody rostered in 84.5% of leagues uh, who has put up double-digit points once this year. Uh, he is the subject matter of our most-watched video in Sacco's history. And that is one Mike Davis. Hmm. Sure, he's the model of consistency, putting up about 10, 9 to 10 points a week. But one touchdown... I mean, there is he frustrating enough that I don't think you start him anywhere, do you? Uh, I would definitely not drop him. But um, I wouldn't start him a, either. It's a shame. Him and Lat Murray have like the same line each week. 
Well, yes. And Lat Murray is running behind a much better offensive line than Mike Davis is. Um, and we, we talked before the season, right? Where the Titans former offensive coordinator is now the Atlanta's head coach. Their offense has actually been moving the ball just fine. I think Matt Ryan has 300 yards passing in each of the last couple of games. Um, So I I think their offense is just starting to get going, honestly. Um, And I think Mike Davis is going to be playable again at some point. Um, He's getting enough carries consistently. He's getting a couple catches every week. So he's doing exactly what we thought he would be doing, honestly. He just hasn't scored the touchdowns because they've been going to freaking Cordero Patterson. Um, so I, I would not drop Mike Davis. I actually would consider trading for Mike Davis because I think he's going to have a better second half. He, he's going, he, yeah, he's going to start scoring more touchdowns going forward um, because they are moving the ball and they are getting in position to score. Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't hate Mike Davis. I actually still like him. Okay. Next up, Ronald Jones. I would drop Ronald Jones. <laughs> I mean, the he's, the, the he's clearly is, the number two or three guy there because they're going to Geo Bernard in third down back role. So they're essentially just using Ronald as a as a like breather for Fournette, you know, at the beginning of the second quarter and beginning of the fourth quarter. Otherwise, it's it's Leo. So yeah, Ronald Ronald should be safely dropped. Through week six, he has only had more than five rushing attempts twice, and that was six rushing attempts in weeks two and four. Yeah, Rojo no lost his job. It is now playoff Lenny is now regular season Lenny. So thank you, freaking Lenny Fournette. Uh, what about Corey Davis? Corey Davis has been fine. Uh, he had a bye week this week. Uh, I believe going into the week, he was wide receiver 30 uh, on the year. Um, Zach Wilson's got a cannon, and I would expect there are that I would expect Wilson to get better in the second half of the year as he gets more experience. And along with that, I would expect Corey Davis to get better as well. Corey Davis, double digit scoring in two out of five weeks so far. Uh, a couple big games propping up some less than 10 point performances. Um, yeah. New England in week seven. I don't think that's going to be very pretty either. Sorry. But, he was wide receiver 25 going into this week. Yeah. Um, who else? Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. What are you doing with Allen Robinson? Oh, selling him to the highest bidder, but not dropping him. You cannot drop. You can't drop him. You, can you can you drop Allen Robinson in a ten team league? Who would you rather have, AJ Brown or Allen Robinson? Ah, uh, neither. Yeah, I mean. They're basically the same same guy. Um, I I don't know what you do. I think you try to sell low on them just to get something in return that you can start. Yeah, 
I mean, AJ Brown uh, had 24 points on the season coming to the night, rostered in 98% of leagues. Um, as we're recording this, five targets, three catches, 30 yards uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, so he's doing a whole lot of nothing. And Allen Robinson ain't too far ahead of him. Um, so, I mean, b- between him and Ayuk and Allen Robinson, um, it's it's ugly out there. Uh, talk to me about the Philadelphia Eagles backfield. What are you making of the Miles Sanders, Kenny G, smooth jazz show they got going on up there? Uh, right now, Miles Sanders has double-digit points in one game, and that is week one against Atlanta. Has gone it's over... because they're not giving him the damn ball. He had nine rushing attempts and two catches, turned it into seven and a half fantasy points against Tampa Bay. Um, I just... You know what it is? I don't want running backs that have running quarterbacks. I don't want them. Yeah. It's not they. Sure, yes, they're calling pass plays a lot. But a pass play with Jalen Hurts at shotgun is an RPO because he can take off any play. Like, yeah, I mean, it pretty, it pretty much applies to Kyler Murray. Like, you don't really love either running back there. Lamar. You don't really lo- yeah, you don't love any running back there. I don't love what don't Trey love- Lance did. I don't love what Trey Lance did to Elijah Mitchell. Yep, that's a killer. Hurts is is a nothing. Um, those would be the the best running quarterbacks. I would say everybody else is more of a pass first. But even like Josh Allen, like and I know Zach Moss has been pretty good. Um, but I still don't trust them. I mean, yeah, even even pretty good, he's still only putting up about ten points a week. It's just not right. What, what about the uh shot in the dark from a couple of weeks ago, Josh Gordon? Yeah, I mean, I still have him uh, rostered in our league, and it's about time to be cut, I think. Um, I love Josh Gordon from eight years ago. And uh, mid, mid-20s mid Alex uh, needs to give up um, on, on life and realize that he's now in his mid-30s, just like Josh Gordon. Um, and, uh, and, and, and give it up. Um, yeah, I, I think he should probably be cut um, you would hope at some point he does something, but uh, it's not worth waiting for at this point because Hardman doesn't seem to be giving up that spot, and their bye week isn't until week twelve, um, which is when you'd maybe see them put in some design plays for Gordon. Um, so not worth waiting for the next uh, five weeks. <sighs> All right, well. We've been talking about a lot of guys in shitty situations, and if there's one player that's familiar with that, it's Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. Now, what the hell are you doing with Odell? Well, I have him. Proud proud Odell owner. Uh, We hated him last year, uh, and he got hurt. In his games that he's played, his targets have been 9, 7, 3, and 8. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. What are his yardage totals? 77, 27, 20, and 79. So he took seven targets and turned them into two catches for 27 yards? Yeah. Didn't yeah, play the Minnesota. first two weeks. Yep. 
And now you have Baker with the bum. What? Left shoulder. Yeah. And no starting tackles. Yeah. Um, rostered in almost 90% of leagues. Denver and Pittsburgh up next. It's not great. It's bad, probably. So, um, are you see what you can get for him? Are you I, trading? Are you drop him. You're not going to drop him. Are you going to tr- try and trade him away? Is he a flex for you? Is he a bench player? Uh, this is a. You draft him in what, like round seven or eight? Yeah, you, you drafted him in the seventh round. You drafted him in the seventh. Yeah. Before Brandon Cooks. That was uh, lucky. Um, I think you just got to sit on him and wait for him to be fully back from the ACL. He looks fine. Him and Baker have just had a, a tough time hooking up. Um, but if, if they don't have their running backs and Denver's defense has been pretty leaky, um, it wouldn't, it sounds weird, it wouldn't actually surprise me to see him have a good week this week. Just because when you're finally out on a guy, he seems to go off. So th- this is not a prediction nor a spoiler, but I would not be surprised to see him have his first touchdown this week. Well, I think that's going to do it for us there. Do you have anybody else you want to mention or talk about? Cry over. I hate you, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.